When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. So Steve, did Ava Gardner and Howard Hughes have a good relationship? Well, they did until he dislocated her jaw. What? Well, don't worry. She hit him back with an ashtray. From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. Hey, y'all. Today, I've got a clip from a show that I bet you're going to enjoy. It's from a podcast called One Strange Thing. Now, if you're into all the weird parts of Southern Gothic, but sometimes you want a bit of a palate cleanser from all the dark swampiness, well, this podcast is right up your alley because twice a month, One Strange Thing brings you some of the oddest stories from America's regional newspaper archives. Tales that are fantastic, and wondrous, but they all have one thing in common. They're entirely true and feature elements that can't be explained by logic alone. But what's different about this show that I love the most is that host Laura Norton's delivery includes a refreshingly entertaining vibe that doesn't take itself too seriously, which is really unique in this genre because they've got episodes about everything from that house in Atlanta that bleeds a ring that was lost on one continent and then found on another, and even one about a man who was struck by lightning, went blind, and then later regained his sight. Y'all, this is the perfect show for lovers of cryptids, haunted houses, curses, unexplained phenomenon, you know, the good stuff. So today I'm going to share this clip from One Strange Thing's recent episode called The Toy which explores the story of a very infamous and very, at least allegedly, haunted doll that you might be familiar with. His name is Robert, and his story begins down in Florida, where he was the lifelong companion of a boy named Otto. And the rest is haunted history. If you dig this clip, then please be sure to follow One Strange Thing wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes are released every other Tuesday. And now... A Taste of Episode 65, The Toy. I'm Laura Norton, and this is One Strange Thing, the show where we search the nation's news archives for stories that can't quite be explained. Now, strangers, we've described some truly unpleasant things to you over the course of this entire show, and we like to think that we usually undersell them, that we couch the terrifying in some dry humor, and it all comes out in the wash. We pride ourselves on having pretty strong stomachs for this sort of thing. Give us your body parts preserved in jars, your weird blobs, your haunted objects— and you'll mostly be met with serene Mona Lisa smiles. 
After all, it's all in a day's work for those of us who've made this our hobby. And that's why we're pleased to gather the stories from forgotten papers and bring them to you like little journalistic elves or goblins, whichever you prefer. So all this to say, it's rare when we see a photograph in a newspaper archive and have a visceral reaction. But the subject of today's story got us there. We exclaimed, there were expletives, there were furrowed brows, double and triple takes, jaws on the floor, aghast at what had appeared before us. Listeners, this was our reaction to a picture of Robert the Doll. Robert the Doll is allegedly haunted, and to see him is too well, believe that that's probably true. Our previous foray into the haunted toy area was a classic baby doll, and ostensibly we understand the notion that it might have one time appealed to, well, someone. But we cannot understand Robert. There is simply no denying the fact that Robert is, put generously, very creepy. And put less generously, well, he's horrifying. He's one of Florida's most gloriously awful exports, and his story starts around the turn of the 20th century. Now, we've called him a doll so far, as many people do, but technically, Robert is not one. At least he wasn't designed to be. He became a doll out of use rather than design. Let us explain. Robert is roughly the size of a six-year-old child, and according to the Stife Company, in his pre-doll life, he was likely a mannequin in a shop window. We'll get into his transition into doll territory in a moment, but let's unpack his present appearance first. Because yes, unfortunately, Robert is still kicking, or sitting, whatever. Robert's body is made of foam and fabric, to which the decades have not been kind. His skin is yellowed like the paper of books at your grandparents' house. He's dressed in a sailor suit, white with pastel blue accents. He is stuffed with straw, and he remains somewhat floppy as a result. His face is the worst part. It's vaguely humanoid, but either has lost definition over the years or never had it to begin with. Imagine taking a lazy eraser to someone's features. Are you picturing that? Make it worse. So, the shape of his face is roughly an oval, with a slight raised part in the middle and two pink dots that allude to nostrils. His eyes are pitch black and perfectly round, made worse by tiny, painted-on eyebrows hovering above. His mouth bears only the suggestion of lips, but is now more a single, perfectly horizontal line, it is bulging slightly at the sides, in a move that's probably intended to evoke full childlike cheeks. Instead, it achieves the effect of, I'm holding a mouthful of bees and a horrible secret. Robert the doll also has hair. Oh, does he? It's short and blonde, peeking out from under his sailor cap. According to the record, Robert's hair is human. Hair from whom? Wouldn't we like to know? Or actually, maybe we wouldn't. Nowadays, Robert is encased in glass in a Florida museum. But for the purposes of our story, 
we need you to imagine Robert outside the confines of that museum exhibit and back in his heyday. You see, at one time, Robert the doll was loved deeply, and many argue, to a fault, by a little boy named Otto. Technically, Otto was actually the boy's surname, but he used it as a nickname, and you'll find out why in a moment. But to begin, the boy's full name was Robert Eugene Otto. According to the Miami Herald, Robert Eugene Otto was born in Key West, Florida in 1898, in a house his father had built by hand. His father, Thomas Otto, owned two local drugstores. The family had been in Key West for three generations. How exactly Robert the doll ended up in Otto's possession is unclear. The Fort Lauderdale News claimed that Otto's parents had helped raise a girl from the Caribbean when Otto was small and that Otto had received Robert from that girl as a kind of gift. Who the girl was or what helped raise means exactly or where or how she might have acquired a doll the size of a human child, yes, that's also somewhat unclear. The Stife Company has chimed in as we said and believes Robert is one of their creations from the late 1800s or early 1900s. Now likely, Robert was part of a window display of, and we're not kidding, clowns. Where that display might have been or what happened to those mannequins after they were finished with their tour of duty is, you guessed it, unclear. But the story goes that Robert Eugene Otto somehow received the life-sized, hay-stuffed mannequin at around the age of six in 1904. The mannequin became a doll in the possession of a child who played with it nearly constantly. And then the human boy Robert gave the doll his own first name. In turn, he started going by his middle name, or his last name, Otto, instead. That's quite a commitment, right? Right. If you thought this story was about to take a turn for the heartwarming, think again. Instead, it's going to be weird, because young Otto didn't just play with his new companion. He treated Robert the doll like a sentient creature. In fact, according to the Fort Lauderdale News, he almost treated Robert as a kind of alter ego. Quote, when he got in trouble, he would blame the doll. He would say, Robert did it. According to the record, things around the house would go missing or be broken, and the child would insist it was always Robert's fault. The reporter wrote that Otto could often be heard playing with Robert in his room, and that multiple voices and giggles were audible. Plus, there's this, quote, Sometimes, when only Robert was in the room, not only could giggling be heard, but also the scratch and thud of objects being dragged across the floor. Have you ever wondered who the Mary was from Bloody Mary? If the Loch Ness Monster was real, or if Ouija boards actually worked? On each episode of the family-friendly Unspookable, we look at the histories and mysteries behind your favorite scary stories, myths, and urban legends to get the real stories behind the scares. Want to solve your next mystery? Find and follow Unspookable now, wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, my name is Matt. 
host of the Pirate History Podcast. Pirates rank among the most mythologized and romanticized of all historical figures. It can become easy to forget that pirates were real people that had real-world concerns. If you like tales of high seas adventure, daring do, and also want to learn more about who Blackbeard supported to be king, you can learn more about all of that at the Pirate History Podcast.